To our podcast, Heart to Health Talk, a podcast dedicated to talking about health and our everyday life. I'm Lin. And I'm Janine, and we're continuing right where we left off on our two part episode, New Skin. Just as a little refresher, we've invited Dr. Etienne Wang, a consultant dermatologist at National Skin Center Singapore, down to talk all things related to the skin. If you have yet to catch our first part of the episode, pause this one and check out that one first. We covered the importance of sunscreen, balding, and abnormal mole growth. But if you're here and ready for the continuation, you're going to love this episode. Ever wanted to ask a dermatologist what his skincare routine is? Or if they follow those tough set beauty regimens that Korean idols follow? With skincare being such a highly debated topic, we asked Dr. Etienne all the questions we could about different ingredients to look out for, what products we actually should be using, and if staying hydrated actually does anything to our skin. Let's jump right back into the episode. Moving away from the medical side of skin, let's talk a bit about something all of us have control over, our skincare routine. So, Dr. Wang, what's your skincare routine like? <laughs> so, um, I'm on the wrong side of 40. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I do have to uh, use a lot of sunscreen. So, definitely sunblock whenever I need to, whenever I go out. And also, uh, really, the simplest, the simplest thing and the most basic thing is moisturizer at night okay a gentle a gentle cleanser moisturizer and if you can tolerate it a retinoid so that's actually what i'm using yeah oh so what's retinoid actually and like how does it benefit our skin so retinoids are actually vitamin a derivatives okay and it's actually it actually acts on the vitamin a receptors in the skin okay to actually increase the cell turnover and to thicken the collagen in the skin we usually use it to treat things like acne because it's very useful at moderating the acne on the face but also you can use it for your normal skincare to prevent wrinkles and to generally have a much clearer complexion so that's something that if you can tolerate it everyone should try to use Mm, you listed a few products right is there any like particular step-by-step process that we should you know for example like cleanse first then moisturize then this and that so is there any like particular sequence that we should be following or like you know preferably following to maximize the benefit on our skin well, not really. You know, your skin your skin has evolved over millions of years to take any sort of insult. So, you know, whatever way that you can do it without damaging it is is fine. Okay, everyone's slightly different. Everyone has a different preference on the kind of feeling they like on their face. So that's definitely a per- personal preference. But generally, cleansing and moisturizing after is all you really need. All the other extraneous things like toners, serums, stuff like that, usually not necessary. And it's usually a lot of marketing that has convinced people to buy. So, given that we have so many skincare products out there, right? for example, like cleanser, masks, exfoliating, scrubs and all that, how do we actually know which product is useful for our own skin? Yeah, well, I mean, it really depends on your own skin type, whether you're more on the dry side, more on the oily side, or more on the combination side. Also, so people who are a bit dry will need more things with more emollients and more humectants, okay, to try to moisturize the skin and to promote the skin uh, and to protect the skin barrier. People who are oily might prefer something that is a little bit more astringent to help to remove some of the oils. But, you know, some, but skin and hair, we always need some sort of, some level of oil. So, you know, stripping all the oil away is never a good idea. Are there certain types of ingredients that we should look out for based on our skin type, as you mentioned just now? 
not really. I mean, a, a lot of the times that uh, a lot of the newer fangled products actually have a lot of these herbal ingredients, which, you know, sound very fancy and everything, but it's not something that you really need to keep an eye out for. As long as, it's at, as it contains something like, you know, a humectant, which is like anything like water or even like hyaluronic acid and stuff like that. Those are good things that help to keep the water in the skin. Talking about water, right, out of like personal curiosity, so actually does drinking like more water helps with our skincare? Nope, absolutely not. Oh, what? <laughs> so really? Interesting, because I've yeah. always been told that. Yeah. No, no, no. The water, the, the water that goes into you, um, I mean, definitely is, it will contribute, but you really have to feed the skin through the skin. Oh, so it's like yeah. directly applying on the surface of yes. the skin. Yeah, so if a person oh, comes in very dry skin, just drinking water alone is not going to help. Ah... I heard somewhere that physical exfoliators are actually bad for your skin while chemical exfoliators are great. So what's the difference and like what's the science behind it? Probably very little science. Um, um, why, why do people actually need to exfoliate? I think um, probably, probably is not a very essential step in anyone's skincare. So physical exfoliators are, for example, things like dermaplaning and everything where people go and you know, scrape scrape their skin off that sometimes helps to give this healthy glow because of the first the top layer of skin is dead right so when your skin grows it grows it grows outwards okay and the most top 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 most layer is the dead skin and this this top layer it's very protective against your against the elements but at the same time because it's dead it looks a little bit dull so people some people don't like the look of that so when you moisturize and you plump up this layer it look better or if you scrape it off and allow the plumper lower layers to show it looks fresher. But doing this over and over again actually might cause like, you know, small cuts and also it increases the risk of infection and everything. So you don't really need to do that. Chemical exfoliators, things like your lactic acid, like glycolic acid. Um, in, the, in the office, we can do things like chemical peels. Nowadays, um, some companies are actually formulating these to be sold um, over, on, over the internet and everything and people can actually do it themselves. The same is, is the same principle, okay? You're removing this top layer of skin so that the lower layers of the skin which are a bit plumper, can look a little bit brighter and everything. But it's just mainly appearance. It doesn't really do very much else for the skin. And actually, this acid sometimes can cause irritation in people who are very sensitive. So I would be careful on using these kind of products. That's quite interesting because like recently there's been a lot of people like advocating for true what's it called dry brushing so like you know how you said about like removing the first layer of your skin makes you look very dull and everything right like um a lot of people on tiktok especially they try to market for this like dry brushing because they will just look a lot brighter and everything and then now there's like things like gua sha's i'm yeah, not too sure if you know about yeah, it the gua sha microplaning yeah. all all come under the same all come under the same thing this is physical exfoliation it looks good lah. i mean you 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 can't deny that you know when you go in because the top layer of skin is a little bit adherent it your, your it does look a little bit dull but that's actually normal for us we, mm. now we are we, we are being conditioned to know that oh our skin has to be shiny it has to be this no that, that's not how humans are made okay the, the top layer of skin is there for a reason so when you remove it and look at this to, to look glowy and shiny like a like a model on a ad that's actually not very natural so we're going around looking shiny it's not natural and also it, it, this also goes into like cleansers you know so how some cleansers you feel and then you after you feel your face very tight right mm, yeah. some people actually like that they feel oh my skin feels so clean because it's so tight no it's not it's actually stripping away the the good stuff <laughs> and and it's drying you out and that's actually and that's actually not not something you want to feel Previously, you mentioned to me about like having dewy skin, right? As like what Dr. Ikin mentioned. So, you want to elaborate on that? The one on like, you know, some aesthetic that's currently trending on TikTok. 
Oh yeah, so to our listeners, actually during our break, we showed Dr. Etienne our this like clean girl aesthetic. So it's trending on TikTok actually. Hopefully, like I'm not the only one who is like on TikTok just looking at that. Oh, that's my feet. Yeah, so people always look very sun-kissed. They, they actually use a lot of serum. Like that is their number one thing. And they always advocate for like hydration. And they put on a lot of makeup that makes them look like they're not wearing any makeup. And it's extremely dewy and like how Dr. Etienne also mentioned about like how they look like models on the runway so this is like a model of beauty kind of aesthetic so Dr. Etienne what do you think about this uh, trend? So I mean of course trends come trend and trends go I mean um, there's uh, I think a a few years ago, there were a lot of makeup trends on on TikTok and Instagram where people were wow, using a lot of colors and a lot of a lot of different makeup trends. But I think it's during the pandemic when actually makeup actually started to go down because of mask wearing and skincare actually started to go up. So you know you have a lot of skincare influencers, people like Hiram and stuff like that, who mm. became very very popular over the last two years because people are just sitting at home looking at their, their dull skin on the Zoom and just going crazy with the skincare. And of course, around this time was also the time when the Koreans came with their glass skin right okay so your glass skin where they had this multi-step routine of serums and moisturizers to get this dewy look and i think all this culminated into this current trend this clean clean girl routine and of course it looks amazing on tiktok okay and they're always sitting by a window at a certain time of day so they are being flushed with this warm sunset light okay so they look very glossy and everything yeah golden hour (laughs) yeah the golden hour but i but i tell you what you you see them in real life and they just look like greasy mess i (laughs) promise you (laughs) you don't you don't want to walk around town looking like that (laughs) it looks great for instagram and and tiktok but you know whether you want to walk around like that it's also the same with all the makeup trends right are you going to go out with this huge big cut crease smoky eye whatever you know walking around town no unless you're a drag queen so so (laughs) it's nice to look at on tiktok but you know whether it's practical is another thing and another thing about this is because this whole thing about this dewy skin this um dewy skin this korean glass skin thing it's also another marketing ploy to make you buy things that you don't need okay this this all started off with clinique actually clinique in the 1950s i think came up with this three-step um, three-step routine for cleaning your face. And that's cleanse, tone, and moisturize. Okay, They added this toning step in the middle, which is debatable whether it make, does anything at all. But that's so that you can sell three things to you instead of one. And then with the Korean glass skin thing, is it, was this that on steroids? They, they could sell yeah, instead of the three steps. things. They are yeah, 12 steps. They can sell you 12 things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that is all the companies want to do is to sell you something. Okay, so it's, it's all marketing and it's all feeding into each other. So it's nice to look at, definitely. But, you know, I mean, try it once or twice. See, see how you like it. And, and then, um, yeah, and, and then maybe go out and see what your boyfriend says. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need, you need blotter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. Like, um, you know how it's always just like good for like Instagram, especially for Singapore. We don't want to look like that when we're going out and yeah. everything. And I mean, today they did mention about how we can like, take off our masks during um, finally, like, outdoors. Yes. Yeah, finally. So, so like, you know, maybe people's skincare will change because like, you know, there's no more masks me. It's not as intense anymore. Yeah, yeah, so maybe people will start wearing lipstick again. Who knows, you know? Um, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. People haven't <laughs> been wearing lipstick for, for two years, I think. So <laughs> now it's going to be back in fashion. Yeah, that's true. So that really is a plus point for all the like makeup companies and everything now. Mm-hmm. Okay, about skincare, right? Like Dr. Etian, um, how do we actually build like a personalized skincare routine for ourselves? Okay, so 
first you got to decide what kind of skin you have and what your goals are. Okay, whether you have dry skin, oily skin, whether you have a lot of acne, do you have any rashes on your face and stuff like that? Maybe you should get that treated first. Okay, always have a very gentle cleanser. I mentioned earlier we don't want something that's going to make your make your face feel tight, and and we don't want things with little stuff in it to you know, all the scrubbing, scrubbing stuff. Those are mm. not good for the environment. They're not good for your face. All these microplastics. <laughs> okay, so avoid those. Huh? and then and then of course after that a moisturizer that a, a simplest a simple moisturizer will do. So I use like this $1.50 moisturizer made uh, that, that we get in NSC and it works perfectly fine. It's better than any of the other expensive brands I've tried. So uh, what, what, as a dermatologist, I would say get a fragrance-free one because that is definitely least irritating. And that's something that I use myself. And of course, if you can see a dermatologist and talk about maybe you start using a retinoid as well. A retinoid such as tretinoin or differin will help with preventing pimples, reducing oil flow, and also evening up pigmentation, which is good for the long run as well. So, so that's something you should incorporate. Every, everything else from serums to vitamin C, nicotinamide, all these things, not sure whether, whether it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have pigmentation, sometimes some medications might help with that. So stuff that so some stuff that will help to even up pigmentation, things like hydroquinone, you can get that from your dermatologist as well. Talking about skin irritation, right? I know that eczema is, I think, quite common among young people. So like for our listeners suffering from eczema, uh, what would you recommend for their skincare routine? Well, definitely they need to moisturize. Okay, so um, as I said, um, try to get a cleanser which is very gentle. So the one that I tend to prescribe is a Cetaphil a skin cleanser, which is very, very mild. Okay. Also, uh, th- this is another thing about marketing cleansers. Uh, a lot of people don't like these gentle cleansers because it doesn't lather. Okay. A lot of people think that lather equals clean. No, lather equals clean only for your clothes and for your dishes, not for your skin. Okay. Um, this is something that's also from marketing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite obsessed with how the advertising and marketing has, has actually influenced our skincare routines and everything. If you look at a commercial, how do you know that the soap is doing anything it needs to have lather right if it's no mm. lather you can't see you can't see on the on the advertisement and that's why you see this advertisement the lather while in the hair the shower while the soap <laughs> must lather a lot people equate that with being clean and that actually strips your skin out for a lot because what is lather lather is the detergent stripping away the oils emulsifying the oils in your skin and causing the lather so when you remove all that you actually put yourself at risk of drying your skin out so people with eczema actually get worse with that Okay, and then of course, if you have any eczema itself, you can see a dermatologist for maybe some very mild topical steroids or topical what we call calcineurin inhibitors to help treat that. And of course, a moisturizer on your face. Mm, some people also advocate for less is more in their skincare routine. You know, for example, like, you know, you stick to a cleanser and just moisturizer as what you That's what I've been doing the last half an hour, I think. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> While others like still buy a fixed number of steps in their skincare routine. So... Mm, I think, as you mentioned, right, you do believe in less skincare products in the skincare routine. Absolutely. I, I really do think less is more because really the more is what the companies are trying to make you buy. Mm-hmm. And there's always a new trend, always a new ingredient, always something that is going to promise you brighter skin and everything and you know less wrinkles and stuff like that. Um, and it's usually, you know, we've, we've been having... Our skin has evolved so, as I said, millions and millions of years. It's, it's not like all of a sudden they're going to, to find this mag- magical thing that's going to make us all not age, okay? <laughs> Fountain of youth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, um, I just want to ask one more question. Like, you also mentioned about all the essentials and everything, right? What do you think about natural oils or like natural ingredients for our skincare? So like, I think there's like tea tree oil. And like, some people like go for milks in their ingredients of like the skincare so that it helps with hydration. What do you think about that? Uh, well, tea tree oil is very common. A lot of people use it for acne. I think it's quite safe to use. Um, all the other things like essential oils and stuff like that, a lot of homeopathic stuff, sometimes can have the potential to cause irritation and everything. So I have patients who come in with eczema all over from using essential oils. Milks in the products, it's basically another form of emulsifying ingredient, I think. So depending on the milk, it's, I guess, I guess it's acceptable but you know it's not really necessary as i mentioned earlier all you really need is a good humectant so make sure that that the moisturizer is just a simple water and something like hyaluronic acid or some humectant ingredients in it okay one last question dr Etian, i do have like a burning question actually so right i did heard that uh you know let's say you can put your mask in a fridge and then you put your facial mask on your face after that. So this might not be as good because like, you know, when it's cold, it actually contracts your skin pores. So like, you know, um, the nutrients and all that doesn't actually penetrate into your skin. So what's your opinion on this? Is it okay, true? So, so, so um, th- there's this whole, this whole thing about pores. Uh, I think pores are a huge myth. Okay. It's something that people like to talk about. And every time someone talks about pores, they're referring to something else. Okay. Most of the time, they're referring to acne scarring that are basically looks like ice pick scars in the face, these holes in the face, okay? Those are not going to be absorbing any nutrients anytime soon because those are scars. Okay, if you're talking about the hair follicles that, that are on your face, those are your, definitely have openings that maybe things can go through, okay? But the bulk of things are being absorbed be are absorbed directly through the skin itself, not pores, through the skin barrier itself. So really the whole thing about pores is a myth. I don't I don't really think there's a such thing as a pore on your face and whether it constricts or not will make any difference to your skincare. So that's something that I think should be abolished from the <laughs> from the consumer lexicon. Oh my God, are you serious? I feel so light through my whole life. Like <laughs> Well, no, we all have been lied to our whole lives, not just for skin, but for everything. So don't worry about it. We are all being lied to about everything our whole life. This is wrong. That is wrong. This is good. That is good. It, everything is to either to control our, to control you or to sell you something. Now, what will we do without Dr. Etienne to help us debunk all of this? Yes, I took, I took the red pill. I can give you the Okay, so before we go, do you have any like parting sentiments or like if there's one thing we should take away from this episode, what would it be? Well, use sunscreen. <laughs> I, think, I think this is a bring <laughs> Definitely. it back. Everyone, you please use a sunscreen. Yeah. And also, well, I do have a podcast if you guys are interested. It's, it's a podcast actually for the World Congress of Dermatology. We actually are going to have the World Congress. Of, that's the Olympics of Dermatology in Singapore next year. So I actually started a podcast to help to promote that. So if you if you have on Spotify and Pocket Cast, it's actually the WCD, pod, the official podcast of the WCD. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean by Olympics? Because it happens every four years and it goes from country to country. Oh, yeah. So this is the first time it's in this part of the world. So we, we manage mm. a bit for it and then we, we have it where the whole world comes and all the dermatologists in the world will come and talk about their work and everything. So it's going to be next year in July. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you want to like spell it out again for our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> that's the official podcast of the WCD and uh, the, the website, if you're interested, is wcd2023singapore.org. 
Thank you, Dr. Wang, for joining us today. It was a really informative session. Send also a big thank you to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion on new skin. If you liked today's episode, do join us next week where we'll be talking about a new mind. Head over to our Instagram at heart2healthtalk. That's at H-E-A-R-T-T-O-H-E-A-L-T-H-T-A-L-K or subscribe to our Spotify podcast to stay tuned to more information about our series. For now, take care and remember to apply your sunblock. We'll catch you in our next episode. See you. Bye.